everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Break It Down with Dr. Kanan. And today I am going to be talking about two primary emotions, shame and guilt, and how it can kind of take control of our lives when we rely on these two emotions to really evaluate who we are or who we should be. Now, over my years of practice, I have found that these two emotions in particular are what I would call stubborn or sticky emotions in that they often stay way past their welcome. They tend to be really difficult sometimes to tolerate, to accept, to resolve. And it's our own reaction to these emotions that often keep us stuck in negative thinking patterns about ourselves. Now, if you think back to a time where you felt either of these two emotions, how far back can you go? If you spend a few minutes thinking about it, I would not be surprised if you can come up with multiple memories that carry some amount of shame or guilt, whether they are big things that happened in your life or smaller events. Um, but the big events or the big incidents is what I call index memories or events that maybe contained a lot of shame or guilt and had a deep impact on you or changed you in some fundamental way. And these could be experiences like being bullied or being ridiculed, criticized, uh, being made to constantly feel like you don't do enough for your partner or a significant other, or what we sometimes experience as being guilted into certain behaviors, even sexual behaviors. And these types of events can often trigger shame and guilt within us in a very long-lasting way. So let's take a closer look at these two emotions. Now, shame is when we feel bad about ourselves or inadequate or inherently flawed in some way. And when we feel ashamed, we kind of want to become invisible in that moment, like we could just disappear or hide. Uh, we feel small in our sense of self-worth. And it's often difficult to be in the presence of others, to look people in the eye, to communicate, because we feel so overexposed and vulnerable. And this experience can come from many things. It can be from criticism, judgment, rejection, or from sometimes trying to maintain really unrealistic and perfect standards for ourselves. Now, over the years, I've worked with a few clients who experience a lot of shame uh, in the context of their physical appearance, their weight, their body size, uh, the expectations that others have of them in terms of what the ideal way to look and carry yourself needs to be. And at some point, they realize that in response to all the comparisons uh, they have heard and started making for themselves, they changed how they dressed, what they ate, how often they ate, and started to derive this you know, false sense of happiness or control um, based on the number they saw on the weighing scale. And this happiness was often short-lived. Um, what ended up happening was they would experience more guilt about their eating habits and shame about their physical appearance, often in quick succession, because this fundamentally started to change how they saw themselves and their relationship with themselves. Now, if we look at Brene Brown's work on shame, she's done a lot of research on this topic and talks about something called the shame resilience theory, which really looks at the way in which we personally respond to shame. So the impact of shame on some of the young women that I've worked with uh, made them feel increasingly trapped by having to subscribe to a certain physical ideal or a way to look or appear to others. But 
they would get angry when they couldn't get to that ideal. So they would push themselves more and more and hope that once they got to that perfect physical body image and shape, then the shame would disappear and it would go away. But according to shame resilience, it's more about not avoiding the feeling or pushing it away, but to start responding to shame with more compassion, more kindness towards yourself, and to strengthen and rebuild the connection and bond that you have with yourself. Now, guilt is a little different from shame, even though they often go together. But with guilt, we may view a particular action that we took or that we did not take as bad or wrong, and then we feel guilty or we feel bad about it. For example, um, at a core level, I know I am a good friend, but I feel guilty when I cancel plans last minute, maybe because I, I was too tired or I didn't feel like going. Um, and I was supposed to meet my friend for lunch and I didn't go. I may not feel shame that as a whole I'm a bad person for doing this or a bad friend. Um, so with guilt, it's a specific action of ours that impacted someone else negatively. And we may tend to feel responsible for this. But with guilt, we may try to take steps to correct our behavior, which eases the feeling of the guilt sticking on for too long. Uh, but with shame, we may tend to feel more hopeless, helpless, or in despair and feel less equipped to find solutions or find these corrective actions because we're essentially viewing our whole self as bad. Now, there's also a body of research in psychology that links shame and guilt to depression, to anxiety, to physical health issues. And uh, there's a researcher, Sidney Blatt, who proposed a type of depression that uh, was more of a self-critical depression that was more likely to hold shame-based and critical patterns of thinking towards ourselves. And in that research, he describes these emotions as more self-conscious emotions, that there's a self-evaluation piece to it, that we're constantly engaging in this negative self-talk about our own worth. And this can really increase depression, anxiety, our overall level of um, uh, unhappiness. And in addition, because of our need to hide from shame, we may cover it up with a lot of defensiveness uh, because we may see that vulnerability is a sign of weakness. And at times, we're so uncomfortable with feeling shame, we often lash out or express ourselves with anger instead. I remember some time ago doing a, a talk on what we call bystander intervention, which was about how to effectively intervene if you see someone behaving inappropriately, particularly in the domain of sexual harassment. And I was doing this talk and someone in the audience had asked me, you know, is it effective to shame someone if they witness that person harassing someone else? Now, the research is mixed on this. So while shame was originally thought to sort of hold social norms in place and keep respected ways of behaving uh, going strong, I think our own responses to shame can make shaming a person ineffective sometimes. Because if that person is going to respond to that shame with rage or anger and then go take that out on somebody else or direct it at a partner or someone uh, they care about. All of that is being done as an effort to deny their own experience of shame, to avoid it, to dismiss it. And then shame can become, or shaming someone can become quite dangerous. So what are some ways in which we can actively start to deal with these two emotions? I think first we must really recognize the feeling within us. The reason shame especially is sometimes difficult to recognize 
is because we often cover it up so quickly with another emotion or with anxiety, anger, or silence or distraction. And secondly, as much as we want to avoid and ignore and dismiss the feeling, we really need to understand that these are universal emotions and we need a safe outlet to acknowledge them and to express them. We also need to start becoming more aware of external factors that may have deepened our experience of shame uh, or may have made us more prone towards guilt-based thoughts somewhere along the way. And this is where I find it becomes really important to talk to a therapist about sort of the root cause of how it became so prominent in our lives and why we keep evaluating ourselves in such a negative way. I think it's also very important to recognize how we are responding to shame. Is it with anger or criticism or a sense of powerlessness or feeling defeated? Do we start to shut down because we feel so overwhelmed by these emotions? And I think the way out of this is to slowly shift into a more compassionate and empathic stance towards ourselves, where self-compassion involves moving to the state of willingness to be concerned for our own well-being and to to be willing to notice when we are too self-critical and to actually begin to develop a deeper understanding of where we're stuck and why are we overly attaching ourselves to these feelings. So for example, instead of hating the part of you that fears failure, um, can you instead respond to your fear with kindness and understanding and tolerance? When we do that, shame and guilt don't feel as overpowering any, anymore. Because if I understand my fear of failure, versus actively despising it, I will actually be less controlled by it. Now, when it comes to guilt, the focus tends to be more on the thing that we have done or not done. With guilt, we also tend to spend a good bit of time thinking about how the other person might be feeling. And we often come up with actions to make amends or apologize or think about what might I do differently the next time. So with guilt, we need to ask ourselves, does my reaction match the situation and if I'm not sure maybe I need to ask a trusted friend and I also need to ask did I intend to make the other person feel bad what was my intention behind my action or inaction so for the case of the missed lunch and the cancelled plans maybe it was just self-care and it was not my intention to hurt the other person but another thing to really understand is that both guilt and shame are often a part of our cultural and social conditioning. We learn from a young age what is right and wrong behavior and we need to. But as adults, if we get stuck with evaluating ourselves from a perspective of these guilt and shame-based thoughts, then we do need to start taking steps to develop a more balanced moral compass and view of ourselves. And so I hope that after listening to today's episode that you will think more intentionally about these self-conscious emotions and how you want to respond to them. So thank you so much for joining me today and I will be back with the next episode very soon.